Welcome back, one and all, to episode 96 of the Dawson D Show with tech and e-commerce expert, Tom Bishop. Tom is an entrepreneur, innovator, investor, and was a multi-millionaire before the age of 30. Since he was a kid, Tom has always been building businesses and trying to find solutions to problems in the world. From garage sales and flipping stuff on eBay to building websites from the age of 13, Tom was simply born to be an entrepreneur. Currently, he owns and runs multiple businesses in lots of different industries, including his own workwear safety brand, Gen X Safety, plus so many more. Dee and I loved picking Tom's brain as he dissected so many different topics, including how to start your very own online e-commerce store and the simple steps to make that happen. He shared current technology and world trends, and I loved hearing about his predictions on what he think the world will look like from a technology point of view, including the metaverse, robotic cities, and self-driving cars. He speaks on the importance for all entrepreneurs and business owners on solving a problem rather than chasing money. But it was a huge business story Tom shared, which made him millions right before a global event that happened uh, only a couple years ago, which I'm telling you right now, it will prick the ears up of a few conspiracy theorists, I reckon. Plus, he shares some incredible business insights and the mindset around drowning out people that don't quite understand your vision and staying focused on your mission, plus so much more. So crank up that volume, guys, and get comfy because this was one hell of a chat with the one and only Tom Bishop. Welcome to the Dot and D Show, smashing societal pressure and unlocking your secret ambition. Now, Dos, are you ready for our next interview? Deep. I'm ready. Now, let's go balls deep. Well, I think we're going to learn a few things today. Based on that coffee chat, are you excited, Dos? When are we not excited? <laughs> we just told our guests that we... We're sick of saying that we're excited at the start of every podcast, but we are. So, Tom Bishop, welcome to the Dawson D Show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, I mean, we can go down many, many different rabbit holes, but if you can put it in one sentence, in one quick little kind of cloud, what do you do? Because you do a lot of things, mate. Yeah. So, mainly e-commerce businesses, online, drop shipping, B2B, wholesale, and retail. Beautiful. Wow. Yeah. And how did it all start? Let's go back. Let's wind it back to when you were 13 because this is a fascinating story. So I think we'll start there and we'll work our way through. Yeah. So 13 years old, we used to go to garage sales and basically we'd pick up whatever we could find there and list it on eBay and start selling there. And that sort of led into um, building websites and had a bit of a fascination with it. And uh, I was on a computer basically since... Yeah, since preschool, I was the kid that mum would pick up and, you know, I was on the computer playing games and, and those sorts of things. And yeah, just had a fascination with that and business and, and selling. Yeah, always yeah, loved nice. selling. When was, how old were you when you created your first, like, official, like, you went and got the AVN, like, your first actual business? How old were you then? I was 16. Yeah, so, so official, really, really young. Yeah, 16. And I was working in a, uh, it was like a Harvey Norman, it was um, in Coffs Harbour where I'm from and was selling TVs and white goods and I created a business called Get Connected Coffs Harbour and nice. basically customers had come in and this is when te- televisions were transforming over to um, high definition and I'd basically offer them to come out, deliver it and install it straight straight away that afternoon after work and pay me X amount and um, I ended up you know, doing five to, to six installs every afternoon. And wow. So you were working there. Yeah. And then you'd get to know the customer and yeah. then go, hey, I'm, I'll install it for you, but this is just all in my pocket. Yeah, that, I know a guy. You know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How is that? Yeah. What a great idea. Yeah. yeah, so I um came up with some business cards and had a one of my mate's dads was in printing at that stage. And yeah, it was a really good time and interesting to look back on and, you know, just completely winged it. And uh, I ended up making more, you know, in, in the afternoon than I, you know, one afternoon than I would the whole week working there. So was fruitful and enjoyable and that sort of yeah really kick-started my business career and you know show me that there's so much potential out there All yeah you need to do is you know look for it and, and have a go were harvey norman aware of this or was this oh, a was, little secret it was called uh, morrison's electrical oh, okay uh, so right. it was like a harvey norman gotcha. Sorry. Yep. they weren't aware in the beginning <laughs> um, and yeah they were made aware of it and you know they were quite happy with it which was good so the guys yeah. there were really nice yeah that's awesome. Well, and that kind of is going to lead beautifully into what we want to talk about and I'm really excited to talk about, which is opportunity. Like today's day and age, it's 2022, the opportunity to earn an income, if it's side income on top of your career and your current salary or if it's transferring that to become your full-time income, 
Can you just expand on, on on what your thoughts are around 2022 right now and the opportunity that there is for anyone to who wants to make a bit more extra money? Like, there's no excuses. No, there's there's definitely no excuses. The world we live in today is the most opportunistic world I think anyone has ever seen. The only issue I see is people do often chase the money too much. Mm. So whenever you build anything on on a financial gain or looking for a financial gain. 99.9% of the time, it's it's not going to work. I think what young entrepreneurs and, and individuals need to look at is building a, first of all, looking at the financial as after the equals sign. Financial is going to come, right? Once you get something that's fruitful and working and beneficial to customers, the, the financial comes at the end. People and entrepreneurs and what I pitch and, and promote is look for a, a solution. Every business that's built is a solution to a problem, right? Mm. For example, medical supplies, right? We had a problem where, you know, medical supplies are taking too long to be delivered to aged cares, especially during all hospitals, especially during the pandemic. So the old uh, spicy cough. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, the old Rona. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we developed a, a strategy of delivering medical supplies within an hour. And how do we do that? We linked up with Uber. Mm. You know? We looked at Uber. I'm booking it from my phone. These personal, you know, hey, I'm booking an Uber. Yep. Um, and they come collect. Hey, mate, sorry, it's uh, 15 packages, but it's for an aged care. You know, they really, really need it. You know, nine times out of 10, they were happy to take it. And yeah. Go. And normally I'd get their phone number as well. And I'd say, hey, look, rather than using Uber and you paying them the fees, what if I call you and you come and collect and deliver? So now we've got about 15, 20 people who work for uber who now deliver our services mm. when we need them so now we offer that to our age kids wow so building a business is a solution to a problem and doing it different to everyone else as well so a big one is you know car parts a lot of people are in car parts now but could you imagine if you offered car parts delivered to the installer within an hour mm. so as an installer how good's that you don't need to spend the money up front you've already sold the product before you've installed it and the customer what a, what a success for them too it's delivered and installed in the same day yeah yeah so for modifications and those sorts of things in such a booming industry as well yeah what i pitch and promote to all uh, entrepreneurs is don't look at the financial because the financial is going to come build a business as a solution and do it better and different than anyone else and you'll find success definitely so with like you're talking about solutions to problems one of the main problems seems to be with everybody is time so everything's on demand now we've got music on demand with spotify we've got netflix so we have movies on demand uber on demand if we need to go get somewhere quickly whatever so is that one of the key issues we have in today's day and age that is a problem that can be solved Time, time's an excuse, I feel. Yeah. If you have a goal and you, you know, your goal isn't obviously financial because yep. financial will come. Yeah. If your goal is to build a business where you can, you're building your brand, it's something you want to do, you're passionate about, time doesn't matter. There's 24 hours in a day. I promise you when I've started any business, I haven't got more than three or four hours sleep in a night. Yeah. Right. I go to the gym in the, every single morning because it cleanses me you know i can think straight mm -hmm. and there's something behind that as well that we should probably talk about because 99 yeah. percent of the most successful people in the world wake up before the sun and exercise mm. you know get their mind ticking but there's 24 hours in a day you know how, how yeah. long are you spending on tiktok how long yeah. are you spending watching netflix and those sorts of things and you can get caught in those routines and habits of you know coming straight home and jumping straight on netflix sitting on the couch it can become a habit but it's about breaking that habit and making sure that you know, you're never using any excuse. Mm. There is no excuse good enough to stop you from achieving your goal. In, in that, though, is, that, is it appropriate too, which I find helps me the most, which is structuring time. So rather than be reactive to the day and mm. come home from work and be reactive and do whatever, like my instinct tells me, no, I've already got a reminder on my phone to tell me to jump on my laptop and I've got two hours to do on my e-commerce business. Like... It's also about being smart around your planning. Definitely, definitely. And using technology to our benefit. You know, you don't have to type in a reminder. Hey Siri, remind me in one hour I need to call John. You know, my phone's going off now. It'll save the reminder. <laughs> Shut up, Siri. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> hey <There> Siri. <laughs> hey Siri. How cool are Dawson D? <laughs> Who's yeah, yeah she's, no. she's got no idea who we are. <laughs> yeah, she's gone silent. Yeah, yeah, so you can use technology to your benefit. Yeah, fortunately for you, you know, structure may work well. 
Unfortunately for me, I have uh, ADHD, so an attention deficit. So I find it really hard to do structure, mm. right? Writing a list and ticking off is really hard for me. I'm very impulsive and those sorts of things, but I don't ever let that be an excuse as well. So mm. I use these te- technologies like voice reminders and those sorts of things to make sure that I make myself accountable and action everything I need to do in that day. Whether I'm there till 6 p.m., 1 a.m., 3 a.m., I don't care. I have to get this job done because I love it. It's business. I enjoy it. You know, it's never for the money. Money comes, right? Mm. And when the money comes, you'll find that all the problems you thought it would resolve, it doesn't resolve, right? Because it doesn't matter how much money you've got. If you love business and you're an entrepreneur and, you know, you want to achieve something and potentially be remembered for something, money won't matter. One of my favorite people to listen to on podcasts, I love Logan Paul. And something he's been talking about lately, a bloke who's got his finger in a lot of different pies and very smart guy. I thought you were saying something else. (laughs) Well, he he does that as well, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, he said recently too that the big revelation he's had in his life is that for something to work for him, it's three parts that all come together. And it's where passion meets content meets business. So those three come together. And then he's like, then I've got something that then I go all in on because I'm excited about it. I love it. I'm solving problems, I'm making money from it and I can create content. So my question's around passion though because some people have, and I think you're in this boat, have a passion for business, not necessarily the business they're in but a passion for business itself. How important is passion when it comes to business? Passion is super important when it comes to business, absolutely. Being passionate, not always about the product that you may be selling, not always about who and what you're dealing with but passionate about the the process is important. So I have multiple businesses, as you know. My passion isn't always the product I'm selling. It isn't always the people I'm dealing with. It's the process and systems that I'm passionate about. Yep. So building something that's like an automated process where rather than hiring a multitude of staff, training, those sorts of things, I can automate all of those roles. And that is my passion, is not helping people get employed. I do have employees, <laughs> let's get that right, but automating processes, yeah. using technology, that yeah. excites me and flares me up. If I can, a good example, I called a bank the other yep. day because I'd sent through a, like a, a document to them and for three days I hadn't heard anything. So I called them up, waited on, on hold for, for 10 minutes and finally got through and said, look, I've emailed this form through, um, no one's got back to me, uh, what's going on? Oh yeah, it normally takes 20 days you know, for, for, for this to be processed and it's now been assigned to John and, mm. and I said, okay, what are your thoughts on potentially setting up a, or, or feed, sending some feedback? Oh, it's, it's a big bank, but you know, yeah. if it gets there, it gets there, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I'll just put it out there anyway because I'm passionate about it. Yeah, you know? good on you. And I said, what about an automated email? So anytime an email gets sent to this email address, which is where these forms go to. Hi, thanks, we've received your email. This process can take 20 business days. We'll assign a case manager to you shortly. Please stand by, you know, sort of said, look, you know, I don't have the power or whatever, but I'll pass the feedback on. I said, that's great, because that would have saved me calling my time, your time. Yeah. It would have created a good experience for me too, having that email, knowing, setting that expectation, right? And that's my passion. So I'm going to tell her, even if it doesn't go anywhere, you know, just even see if she thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, So come back to your point. Yeah. Passion is super important in an element of business. Yeah. I find that really, really exciting because I know automation is something that scares a lot of people. Like it really does, especially probably the generations before us. But to me, the idea, and I'm still trying to, customize myself to it I, I don't use siri enough and i've only just started using her in the car like something as simple as hey siri call mum like she's listening in oh. but that kind of thing and to watch it slowly grow we were just having a chat just before this and to hear like what is going to happen in the next probably 10 years if not less even i heard a podcast a couple of weeks ago and it was even about the health and the human body and the longevity span that could potentially happen like uh, someone was saying on the podcast like we could potentially be living beyond 110 120 yeah. years like which to me is just mind-blowing it's not necessarily a question it's more of just a conversation yeah. well with automation as well look up neon it's a city in dubai that they're about to open up to the population and the whole city is run by robots and automation from farming service you name it the whole place is robotic crazy it's automated everything so you go there and you are an absolute king everything's serving you (laughs) you need anything it's all taken care of you have to look it up and saudi are doing a lot of things to increase 
tourism and oh and they're making big plays in the world at the moment massive you yeah. can go there and they've got islands now set up one's an australian island one's an england island one's india so they've got every country there you can go there and you'll be eating their cuisine Indian yeah. cuisine. you get on a boat and go 10 minutes you're in australia and there's kangaroos they've got the animals they've got everything wow. happening there so watch this space saudi uh saudi arabia is uh you know from a tourism aspect that's what they're targeting yeah, but now. they have to because the oil industry like that's where yeah. all their money's come from and correct yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. pivoting they're pivoting pivoting that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a very <laughs> diplomatic way to put it bit of what you said before dos in terms of automation like when ai's began or not began but started to you know google homes and this and the other i initially didn't really like it like i thought ah. Oh, I thought oh, I was just people being lazy and mm. blah, blah, blah. And, but I think what was instilled in me was to kind of, I don't know who or what instilled it, but it was almost like a fear of change, not, not embracing change. It's like trying to push against change, whether it be in the way the world works or these new tech or whatever it may be. But now I'm trying to embrace it as much as I can and try to get on the forefront of it because now I see opportunity. So were you ever that person that... W- pushed against it or have you always been an innovator and embracer of it get on as quick as i can understand it all and start to capitalize on it yeah i'm glad you raised that actually basically everything in my life and i got this mindset from a young age as well and gary v recently said it i probably should have said it earlier but (laughs) um the fact is you're gonna die yeah that's the biggest motivator too many people get caught up as well in what they're doing in their life they're worried that oh if i don't have this job i can't pay the rent yeah if i don't have this job you know, I can't pay my bills or provide for my family when it's actually the complete opposite. When you don't have a job, you've got 40 more hours each (laughs) week, excluding travel, excluding, you know, getting ready for work and those sorts of things. You've got all of this time to be able to put into something that you actually want to do. Yeah, I guarantee you go to anyone and say, hey, you know, anyone doing a job now is any industry, say 99% of people. And you go to them and go, look, is this your dream? Like, is this actually what you want to do? Mm, it pays the bills, right? I get that so often. Yeah. It pays the bills. Well, you're selling every, you know, like salary is basically the bribe they give yeah. you to sacrifice your dreams, right? No way. When you're on your deathbed, all you've got is your memories that you've mm. created over your 70, 80, 90 years, right? The mm. memories that you've created and, and, and the things you've achieved in your life. And so many people are scared, like you said, of yeah. change and, and, and these sorts of things. But we need to shift that, especially in our generation is change is opportunity mm. anytime there's change so yeah. lith- lithium cars now let's say tesla already you know my brain a lot of people are getting see oh what if you know self-driving cars yeah what if they crash what if this less people are going to die because you know mm. human error error yeah but the way i see it is hmm here's an opportunity how do you currently wirelessly charge your phone yeah you can stick it on a dock right and it charges your phone why are we going to be plugging in our cars into this what if there's a mat or something mm. that we can develop and it goes under a car and we sell it to the government and they put it in car parks that now charge the car or yep. we put install it into the roads when the car's driving it's charging you know so there's opportunities in, yeah. in absolutely everything ai is one of them and you know google home and those sorts of things were scary in the beginning when they started talking and hey they're listening to your conversation yeah but really, John, who's 56 and has a Google Home, no one, no one really gives a fuck. Yeah, no, no, one, yeah. no one gives a shit about what you're talking you about. Get, you can swear, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, one, no one cares what you're talking about. Yeah. What they're really doing and using these things for is they've got these servers, right? And they're collecting keywords that you're saying. So you might have wondered why uh, Facebook Messenger and Facebook are two different apps. Yeah. So they released Facebook Messenger basically as a new way to implement their terms and conditions to allow them to turn on your camera and also your microphone at any ah, any right. time they want, right? Really? Yeah, correct. If you read in the terms and conditions there. Yeah, and I didn't yeah, read I've that. I've read, I've read <laughs> that a few times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people are like, oh, they're listening into my conversation. They're not really. They're, they're, they're storing data. So if you you might have been out and you're like, oh, yeah, I really... In, yeah, I had a furfy beer the other day. It was really good. And then you go home and you start scrolling Facebook and you see furfy beer. You're like, oh, my God. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> so that's the reason for these... these Everyone's so freaked out by that. Oh, you know, they are, aren't they? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> How, how creepy. I was just talking about this and now it's on my phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm seeing Pamela Anderson all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I, I saw a hilarious meme the other day and it was a picture of like an old laptop 
and and it had you know when people used to tape over the webcam yeah and it was basically i think the caption was like people used to call me crazy for this now he's laughing because yeah a few of few of our mates have been done on the uh old explicit websites and then suddenly the camera turns on and they're and and there's pictures (laughs) that are being threatened to be sent to their facebook friends really yeah have you not heard about that i've heard about it i didn't know it's close to home though that's quite crazy world we live in but so it's it's happening isn't it yeah, they're listening to it. They're storing the information, and that's how biz- that's how Facebook make their money, is by me as an advertiser in my workwear or my PPE or my digital businesses. I can basically target people who have spoken about or been close to, or you know, their cameras turned on and it's picked up a logo, basically as well. It stores all that information, right? It's called a Facebook pixel. Like a, it gives you a cookie every time you go onto a yeah. website and then you go to Facebook and you're like, oh, I was just looking at that website. There it is. Yeah. You know, and so it's not about John Ford, like I said, yeah. listening into his conversation. It's about extracting information and using that as a business marketing tool so I can advertise to people who are, it's going to be relevant to. So you might have seen Mark Zuckerberg in that court case recently. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. That's no, what it was about was, you know, the, the generation couldn't understand why he needed people's information and he needed people's information so that business owners like me can show content to people who are actually going to purchase it and it's going to be interested yeah so that in itself is next level could you imagine trying to come up with the code and developing something like an algorithm like that which is pretty close to ai as well yeah i've like heard a lot about data mining recently Mm. where so instead in the old days in, in my old job going back seven years ago like we'd we'd get big databases and try and send them out to emails get to a thousand ten thousand hundred thousand email addresses but now through this data mining system your emails are targeted they're going to people that actually may be interested or connected in some kind of way like i know that's something my dad's currently doing and and that all comes back to what you're saying in this you know way that everything's being picked up definitely yeah, yeah. targets segmentation automation they're all part of these email and sms campaigns which are becoming pretty big yeah and you look at the marketing space now i mean it's it it has been so out of date for so long yeah hasn't it you know you're gonna do a letterbox drop and you know you're dropping off this you know this this catalog or or something to someone who potentially has nothing or has never had anything to do with what you're purchasing you know so what a waste of paper and you know that's a tree and those sorts of things so people don't look at those aspects as well that hey it's really good that you're only going to see stuff that you're interested in right and potentially will buy but yeah marketing's definitely come a long way in the last 20 Mm. 20, 30 years digital marketing yeah the the average person right can you give us a bit say in 10 years 15 years even 10 to 20 years what is going to change in the average daily person's daily habits in their life? So from the moment they wake up, in your mind off the top of your head, what's going to change? There's a few different theories I have on it. Um, and mind you, these are theories. Yeah. yeah Predictions. Yeah. Predictions. <laughs> Predictions. Um, so by 2030, everyone will be in, a, in an electric car. Petrol prices will be too, too expensive. And the reason for that is all countries are going carbon neutral as well by 2030. So you'll jump in your car, it'll be, it'll drive itself, 90 or 50 to 60% of cars will drive itself. There'll be no more mechanics. If you need something done with your car, it'll be upgraded remotely. Yeah. So if you want a V8. And this is by 2030, you're pretty By 2030, yeah. definitely. You because look at Teslas technology. do that now, don't they? Like system updates. Through. Correct. Yeah. Be, yeah, a BMW will do it if it's yeah. parked within your Wi-Fi. It'll do an update for you. So yeah. cool. If I want to now get, if I want to start my car from my phone, I can pace bmw a fee on the app it'll do a software update on my car and then i can then start my car from (laughs) there so the next step is okay we no longer have v6 v8 but if you want a a more powerful car you'll be able to pay potentially on a subscription for an upgrade to that as well trains planes buses they're all going battery so lithium lithium battery look into the shares if you're just about to ask me (laughs) if you're looking for something to invest in lithium is Something really? to invest in now. You'll find that they'll, they're switching off natural gas as well. You won't have gas to your property anymore. It's all yep. going to be electric with an electric battery pack. And Tesla have just released their electric tiles, which will recharge the battery pack, the new tiles that you put on your roof. So e- Explain that, what you were talking to us. So the tiles for someone that doesn't know what they are. Yep. So basically, uh, it looks like a normal tile, similar to like a solar panel, how it will work. It'll basically generate 
energy from the sun and recharge a battery pack that's on the side of your house, which powers your whole house. Yeah. Everything will be electric. You won't have to go to work as well. You'll be able to do it all remotely or from home. I think the metaverse will have a lot to do with that metaverse where you put on your VR headset, you'll be in the boardroom with everyone at work and you won't have to leave your house as well. Yeah. The world's going subscription based too. Um, So you'll find that absolutely everything will be a subscription We've got a, a good mate. We had a chat about this, didn't we? You got the conspiracies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, excited now. <laughs> well, he basically said, he goes, and, and I've never thought about it like this. The world is slowly, uh, we're not going to be owning anything. It's all going to be subscription-based and a loan-type transaction. So whether it's a subscription, yeah, currently we're paying for Netflix and Spotify and this and that. But Uber has come into play. So you don't need to own a car. Airbnb, you don't need to own a house necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, but the list could go on and on. Now, now you can bloody rent a rent cars, rent cars day. out, rent bikes, rent the scooters on the street. Correct. It's ownership. Like, yeah, ownership. Lack of ownership. It's, it's something I predicted five five years ago. Was that everything was going subscription based? Yeah. So I've built a lot of my businesses as well, especially my technology company yeah. websites and those sorts of things. I pitch it as we are the Netflix of websites. So mm-hmm. rather than paying five, ten, fifty grand. We do a $99 deal, for example, which is a subscription. We build, design, launch your website. You just pay $99 a month. I'm not trying to sell it to you, but <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, you can cancel at any time, yeah. right? Yeah. So we do it for your subscription. You know, how good's that for a business? Yeah. Or someone starting out, they don't have, and that's another excuse, not having the capital to build and design mm. and, yeah. and, you know, all of these things for a business. $99 a month, test it out three months. If it works, it doesn't get onto the next business. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? So subscription-based is absolutely everything in the future and lithium is massive battery packs it's metaverse it's changing maybe even what a, do you ask about the metaverse so oh, can you hear about well that? even <laughs> just before that like the thing that i'm I don't, I don't know if i should be concerned about it but to a degree i am it's the ownership of homes being bought back by governments like now we're getting these opportunities to because houses are so expensive to buy and the government oh we own 25 percent, mm. so you still own the majority share of your house but you know we'll help you out it'll be less you know pricey but to me, it looks like governments are buying back land and our ownership is being diminished. Yeah, I think that will be a slower progression. Yeah. It does seem like it's there's an agenda being pushed to move to a global currency as well, whether that's cryptocurrency or yeah. not. Which is currently down the toilet right now, isn't it? Like- yes, I haven't even looked at it the last few weeks. <laughs> me neither. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so waiting for that. But same thing, like everything goes down and everything goes back up. Yeah. Right? And there's always going to be good and there's always going to be bad in the world. And it's good to, you know, question things, but not go down the rabbit hole as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. Because a lot of people do and it's a, I've been in there before. It's yeah. a dark place. So Yeah, um, you, can't, you t- can't trust anybody, you can't trust anything. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah. And, and the world and the media shows that as well. I think, you know, certain things are put on, put on, on TV and on the media. Agendas, and, yeah. Certain agendas, yeah. I yeah. don't. I'm no conspiracy theorist by any means, but I do like to question things as well. Yeah. I think intelligent people do. Mm. You know, we, especially our generation, are moving more into not being that sheep mentality. More, you know, the black sheep's. There's a lot more popping up too. But part of that also too is technology. Like we've, yeah. we're, I always say to my mum, YouTube it, mum, Google it, mum. Yeah. Like yeah. just like we can find things out ourselves, whereas the generation before us. They're also getting a lot of different opinions too about the same thing. But the other, then if you're being ostracized for having a different view because you're not being quote unquote sheep and you are questioning and suddenly you're seen as this horrible person, that's (laughs) it's it's strange. It's a strange world. It is. And I think conspiracy theorists now have a a much different, need a different label to it as well. Mm. Because I can understand, you know, 10, five, 10 years ago, the conspiracy theorists were a minority. But if you look at today's age, uh, especially with what we've recently been through, there are a lot of questions around it, you know, a bat soup and (laughs) stew and how you can trace it back to that in China where you've got thousands of people walking past every day, this this individual who, you know, there's been no more talk about that as Mm. well. And I think with the media as well, how do you control someone? How do you, well, how do you control someone, right? The easiest way is to put fear into them. So mm. there needs to be fear into the media to control the masses, right? Otherwise, we, if we all had opinions and we were all black sheep, yeah, uh, every, too many chiefs, not enough Indians, yeah, basically. exactly. Right? Crazy, crazy world. Can you explain a bit more about dropshipping? Like, what, yep. what is dropshipping? You mentioned it at the start. It's something I know, like, you know, it's, it's again, the opportunity. We love that word. It's probably the uh, number one word for the day, I reckon. But 
And the step-by-step approach, if you could explain it in a simple way, so what is dropshipping and then how someone can literally, just in today's day and age, the steps to, you just get your domain, you go to Shopify, you're like, it's, it's very, it's amazing really, what compared to what it used to be. Absolutely. Dropshipping is a absolute game changer. Like it is, you're the middleman, right? Basically, every business is a middleman anyway, right? If you go to Harvey Norman or you go to mm, yep. a cafe, you know, and you see a bottle of wine in there, they are the middleman for that bottle of wine, right? Mm. The only difference is Harvey Norman and these places need to purchase the product, store the product, ship the product, mm. right? Or give the product away to the customer once they've paid. Drop shipping is you don't own any stock. You have no expenses other than your domain, your website, your marketing. And this is something I would advise absolutely everyone to start off and, and attempt. You can set up a Shopify website overnight. You can build it. It's a DIY. Yeah. You just need to find a product that people want, right? So what's trending? Could you imagine fidget spinners? Yeah. of today yeah. what is the new fidget spinner of today right i'd love to know what who that, who that bloke was because oh. he capitalized oh <laughs> me too absolutely he was a machine for an example i had a drop shipping business had multiple um one of the ones that i had though was uh yotech technologies so it was a business of accessories so i started importing my own accessories and designed my own packaging and nice i was up till 4 a.m putting barcodes so <laughs> you know learn about barcodes learn about purchase orders learn about invoices and that business set me up for what i'm doing today but that business then developed into a dropship business where i'd found suppliers overseas that had mobile phones right samsung's iphones refurbished and brand new they're called gray imports okay because they're not an australian version but they were so much cheaper for the exact same thing. They were genuine. They were made mm. by Apple or they were made oh, so by that's, Samsung. So it's just the overarching name they call it. Grey import, correct, okay. yeah. yeah. So it's not coming through and GST and tax yeah. and those sorts of things. It's bypassing that. And we linked up with Catch and Kogan and a few marketplaces and we were selling our phones through there. And what I found was I could get a phone shipped from China, right, to Sydney or Melbourne or anywhere in Australia quicker than I could get something delivered from Sydney. And the benefit of drop shipping is, like I said, you have no expense. So you've already sold the item before you've paid for it. Yeah. Right. So these phones I was advertising, I had a Shopify store, I was doing marketing with it as well, Facebook ads, targeted ads for people who were looking up screen repairs, phone screen repairs, um, iPhone, Apple, those mm-hmm. sorts of things. So using those targeted keywords that we spoke about before was, with the, yeah, the messenger. And yeah, and I ran that business for a couple of years and it was profitable. It was mm. fun. It was exciting. I'd set up automation. So once an order come came in, it would automatically send the purchase order to the supplier saying, hey, this is the stock. This is the agreed price that we agreed for this. And this is where it needs to be shipped to. Yeah. Ship it without any documents. I don't want the customer knowing what I pay, right? So yeah. ship it yeah, to course. them. And then here's a link, update the tracking number. Once they'd click the link and update the tracking number, that tracking number would get sent to the customer. I'm hands back. I'm yeah. doing nothing. And this thing's ticking over, Yeah. right? The money's coming, like what we spoke about before as well. The money's the end result. I got the process and the method right. Yeah, that's right. Which was exciting. And the day that the, the my head supplier flew over from China to come and see me, an Australian guy who was over there, I uh, met with him in a big shopping center and had a coffee and just that morning i'd released this promotion samsung galaxy s6 for 2.99 right and at that time s6s were like 5.99 6.99 so this is a crazy deal and yeah profit margins were slim but still good i'm not spending anything yeah. until i make it anyway why not right five ten dollars times you know a lot and we're sitting there and shopify makes a ching register noise when yeah you're, um, oh, i remember that that infamous yeah. Yeah. i didn't get many but it was a yeah. nice feeling it's a great sound you'll love that sound. yeah it's it thrilling you know and <laughs> <laughs> i was sitting there with him and launched it that morning and my phone wouldn't shut ching 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 it would not stop i'm sitting there with him for the first two minutes, it's gone off like 300 times. Jeez. You know, it's gone crazy. I was one of the first people to integrate Afterpay and ZipPay onto my website. I was the only person you could buy a mobile phone with Afterpay and ZipPay. Really? At that point right. in time. So this thing's going crazy. What year was this roughly, by the way? Oh, it would have been seven, eight years ago now. Oh, really? Yeah, seven years ago, I think. About 2015-ish. Yeah, so, yeah, about that. And I'm sitting there with him. He's like, what is that noise? Like, That's me selling your phones. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like sitting there in my suit feeling awesome. Oh, yeah, good. It was empowering. It was great. And 
you know, that's a memory that I'll remember on my deathbed. Yeah. You know, those sorts of things. That's the memory. I won't remember the money I made. Mm. I'll remember that feeling. Oh, of course, you know, yeah. That excitement of that. Coming, sorry, coming back to your drop shipping. That that's it, man. That exciting. You no upfront, no cost to you. Just your time. Put your time, effort, energy. Build a business that's a solution and do it, doing it better than anyone else as well. Think of those things that you can do and something that's amazing for your customer. What an experience. You've ordered this phone, come to you within a day and a half. You know, you've got your tracking number, you've got your emails. You then get to leave me a review as well. And by leaving a review, you get to enter a draw to win $250 voucher mm. or giveaways. Like it's things like that that create a community is mm. yeah. You, do you want to share your uh, drop shipping with Tom? He might buy it off yeah. you. Uh, he might buy the domain name right now and take the whole business. <laughs> oh, well, it's still... Uh, is it still going? Yeah, I think it is somehow. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, well, it was like just before COVID kind of hit and we both were like, we bought a drop shipping. We're, uh, we're, we're about to start the podcast and we, we wanted to take a day off so work. Two years and we're now. like, how, yep. can we, how can we generate money on the side? So we both went down drop shipping with... Take over. Oh well, and I, I said, I, like, I found this course, this guy, and I was like, D, you know, we can just share the course, split the thing. We did the course, and it was a good, a good course. It yeah. just basically, you know, just a video modules teaching you what to do, pretty basic. We had to come up with a product, and mine was, uh, what would you say? It was in the baby kind of demographic for mothers and kids, and uh, it was called uh, Your Happy Tears. A very good business Love name it. I came up with. Yeah, 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 well, there you go. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't then, think it would have hit your own. And all it was, it was obviously through um, AliExpress and the product was, it was like a little stencil or like where babies, you know what you see when they put their footprint in like paint and then yeah. they put it on like a thing. It was yeah. just like a little thing like that and then selling that but more as like the memory, selling the memory. Amazing. Didn't last too long. But again, because I probably didn't put the time and the effort and real drive behind it but i like you know what about you yours was more like music based mine was uh i actually just deleted the domain name this week it was abundantmusician.com and it was uh because i'm guitarist yes yeah it was this crap i hate saying this crappy product (laughs) but it was a guitar capo and tuner all in one because i because i never saw it and all the music shops i've been in over my life i've never seen one so i found this little product and actually did okay but my problem was it's right when covid hit and my product wasn't getting delivered on time because there was delays coming out of China and yes. and all that kind of shit. And I was getting emails and I'd be emailing it back saying, yeah, our team's onto it. And I'd be like, <laughs> yes. I don't know fucking clue. Where in the world <laughs> this product? I'm like, I don't know where your capo is. It could be in the air. It could be on the, in the ocean. It could be in the bottom of the ocean. And, and I'm every, having to pretend I hated that aspect of it. So I dropped out. Every dropshipper <laughs> learns that the hard way. Yeah. Every dropshipper <laughs> yeah. learns delays, issues. When we're getting stuff from China, that is the issue, right? And yeah. I had the same thing when I sold all those Samsung phones through that deal that we did. You know, there were a lot in there that were delayed and that was really scary and a stressful time for me to figure out and navigate that. But I also learned how to then deal with yeah. those sort of delays and issues because they do arise. Even if the product's in Australia, we had it recently, obviously we're one of the, one of the largest medical supply companies into aged cares, dentists, yeah. doctors, hospitals. And everything's manufactured in China, yeah. right? Or pre- large predominant, and nothing was coming in. I'd air, I'd paid um, for air freight to freight charter my own flights in, so they're strapping my boxes to passenger plane seats. Like we've <laughs> loaded this passenger plane. It was like a Qantas sort of looking plane. Seven three seven. Yeah, literally. <laughs> we, so we've I paid for everything, the whole flight, everything. It was quite expensive. I bet because <laughs> you couldn't get anything in, right? And then wow. it's sitting on the tarmac for. And this isn't, you know, guitar strings or... <laughs> no, David, this is like medical supplies that they need. Crazy. Right? So I'm like on the phone, this is sleepless nights. But everyone goes through through that as well. And I think that's something in, that will change as well over time, being able to get stock and those sort of things. And when you drop shipping as well, you don't always necessarily need to go to Oberlo or AliExpress yeah. or all those sorts of platforms. Go have a look around the shops near you. Yeah. I guarantee you, you go into a shop owner and you say, hey, I want to sell your product, right? Make sure it's their product. They're not the middleman. You want to yeah. be their middleman, yeah. okay? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have the capital and funds and, and, and resources to go and invest in starting your own brand, right, and, and bringing that in, then look at someone else's brand and say, look, I want to be able to sell this for you on your behalf. What are, you, what are your prices? You get their prices and then you go, all right, what if I buy 100 of them? Then what is the price? All right, what if I buy 1,000 of them? Then what is the price? Mm. Et cetera, et cetera. And start talking to local businesses. I guarantee you they'll be happy for you to go and put their product on your website because if they want to sell on these marketplaces, they're up for 10 to 15% commission yeah. fee, right? 
automatically. So that in the back of your mind, you can go in and go, look, minimum I'm going to get off this, 10, 15%. So I could say, you know, go in with 20 or 25%. And that way you've got no no risk as well. And you can start selling a multitude of different products locally as well. You get your orders, you go down to see Margaret down the road and, you know, you pick up the, the kid's shirt and put it in the post yeah. and, and and ship it off no ex- yeah. no expense you just made 20 30 bucks rinse and repeat rinse and repeat yeah so yeah the, that is a big issue with drop shipping and something that people sh- should be made aware of they should have put that in your course yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. i was just gonna say like you mentioned with the you're sitting there having the coffee with you know the guy whose product it is the phones it's going ka-ching 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 and you're saying I'm not doing like I've got the, the the order that's already being processed and put across. I don't really have to touch it. It's getting sent. That's all automated. But then when it comes to an issue, what did you have to do in that situation? Say a phone got delayed. Would there be an automation that you've created for that as well? Or is that you now having to get on the phone and put time into it? Or One thing I've learned in my time in business is you can't automate an issue. You can't resolve an issue with automation my approach to it now is if there is an issue, I pick up the phone and call that customer before I've even thought about it. Yeah. Right? Okay. If I see an issue straight away, call them, right? Before I even think, because if you think about it, you're like, what should I do? Should I send mm. an email? Tech? No. Pick up the phone and call them. That is the best way. And as a customer, right, I've just sent an email with an issue. I get a phone call straight away from the yeah. owner of the business or someone in that business. I'm like, wow, where do you get that? Yeah. It's fill out this form, it's send an email to this team, folds. Jump through hoops, yeah. Jump through hoops, right? Get on the phone straight away and no one's doing that, right? Mm. Picture you have the best customer service in the world because you do. You pick up that phone and you call them and you resolve it and you speak to them. You don't get bad reviews that way. That customer loves you and they'll shop with you again. And that's something I've learned because in the beginning, I was doing that. I was shunning it. I was afraid to to tell them, hey, there's a delay. Like I was afraid about that. Mm. But I've learned in my time that you could send up a follow email or whatever, but picking up that phone straight away is the most powerful tool you can use in business when you have a complaint or an issue because your customer will absolutely love you for it. Yeah. One thing you can't automate is, yeah, complaints and issues. Customer Never. service. Yeah. Then they become more service. forgiving, really, don't they? Instantly. You build yeah. a connection, relationship. They know that you're taking accountability and you're taking action straight away because they can feel it and sense it. You've called them in issue, straight and away. And referral business. It's exactly huge, right. isn't it? Like, yeah. they buys... A champion jumper mm-hmm. and yeah. was it a present? It was <laughs> a present, yeah. Thanks to my sister, it was a Christmas present. It was well, on sale too at that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if he buys a champion jumper and the customer service is great mm. and if, if I'm going, oh, I'm thinking of buying a champion jumper, mate, get it because they were fantastic on the phone. Like, yeah. it's a, you know, referral business is important too. Yeah. Word of mouth is the one thing that has not ever changed. Mm, no. Word of mouth marketing is the, uh, apart from COVID when you couldn't see anyone, right? Yeah. yeah. But word of mouth marketing is, and that's something I preach and and teach to my staff as well is we need to make sure that every customer has a 10 out of 10 experience right every time they walk in they need to feel like they've they've entered their you know they're welcomed Mm -hmm. and we look after them because i guarantee you an an upset customer won't shop with you again they won't tell you that either you're lucky if you get a bad feedback so you can call them and try and ask them if you can sort something out you good customers though that you do look after they're customers for life they tell their friends at their barbecue you know they go say yeah build that relationship so it's not even about the brand champion it's john in that shop who sold john buys a lot of stuff doesn't he yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) john in that shop who sold me the champion jumper go see him he's the real champion yeah you know because he's built the relationship nice pun, yeah. great guy <laughs> Get, yeah, thank you very much <laughs> yeah well done <laughs> go see him because john is a great dude he yeah. looks after you you know and that's what i'm trying to build in my store because we've got a workwear shop right it's a workwear shop mm. there's heaps of them but what separates us from everyone else is the staff that are in mm. there you know i have the best staff in the world they look after the customers. They build a relationship. Johnny knows if he needs some work boots, he can just call us, come see us, call you know his rep, speak to them about it, and he knows that we're going to sort it out for him real quick and yeah. get it to him. And yeah. that's huge. Like I mean, I remember one of my favorite books I've read was called Contagious, and it's all about making things online go viral or businesses take off. And it's really a marketing book, but the number one like that trumps everything, like you said, is word of mouth. And so for us to get a podcast up and running and more people listening, the best thing that you know, there's no point us posting about how great we are, but if somebody listens and then puts a personal endorsement or sends a text message to someone say, hey, I listen to this podcast, it's really good, there's a much higher chance they'll actually go and listen because their mate who they trust has the same sense mm. of humor or interested in the same things will actually listen rather than just putting a thing on your Instagram saying, hey, go check this out. Yeah, absolutely. That sort of personal touch. Word of mouth. 
barbecue conversations, definitely. I want to talk a little bit about, you mentioned um, earlier too, about the metaverse, because Mm. this is a really... We're we're 45 minutes, this could be another hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this part, this fascinates me because everything we, you know, you're clearly an innovator, you know, you see things before they become trends and... So where do you see it going? Where's the opportunity for the next generation of young people, or not just young people, people that want to get on board a thing that's going to change the world and understand it before the rest of the world catch up? Research and invest in it, I think. If it's something that you see taking off, and I think we can see that you know it is being pushed now mm. pretty hard, and it all started with COVID and working from home, and I think that's where the ideas stem from. You know, you don't want to go to work, right? but you want to kind of be at work so you're still interacting. It's very hard through a through a you know through a computer screen and sort of taking it to the next level. People are buying real estate in the metaverse. Mm. There's real estate agents in the metaverse. Yeah. People are buying NFTs and you know pictures of apes for hundreds <laughs> yeah. of thousands of dollars to put on their wall in the metaverse and board apes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. They're spending a lot of money on this stuff and it's the same it's the same mental it's the same thing as, you know, that jumper being a champion jumper coming back to the jumper. Without <laughs> I the didn't champion. know it'd be so successful. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. I put it on because I was cold. I've <laughs> <laughs> got a much nicer shirt underneath. But the fact that it's yeah. got champion written on it makes it worth something. And yeah. that's what people can't understand. NFT I don't actually own you do because you're buying that jumper because it has the brand on it, mm. aren't you? You know? That's the reason why it's $40, $50 more because it's probably coming from the same factory as another big brand, a small brand, right? But because it's got that logo, it's worth a lot more money. Same as the metaverse and same as NFTs, okay? It's a status thing. And that's all online and social media is. It's for status and clout, isn't it? Because attention is the most valuable currency in the world. Yeah, You've got people's attention and that's what you see. 99% of these influencers start their own brand. brand. Yeah. Yeah, they start their own merch. It's, um, Which we will be speaking. Yeah, you go. Oh, I was just yeah. say, for those listening, Tom might be able to help us out with a bit of that. Actually, yeah, yeah. coming soon, soon, guys. Yeah, coming yeah, soon. Coming yeah soon. definitely. We're gonna make some good-looking, clean gear. Yeah, okay. Sure. Like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. gonna come this. from the same. No boss more champion. Definitely. Did you get that T-shirt yeah. made by any chance? It's really nice. No, I got it from Boss. Actually, I wanted yeah. to try it out. It's My good partner bought it for me. Yeah, feels good. She does. You should feel it. It's good quality. Yeah, I bet. Probably the same quality. Talking all things fashion today. All things fashion. Come on, mate. What are you wearing for the listeners? You got the same shirt without the boss logo. Know, That's what he's got. That's well, Kmart. Mine's cheaper fabric. It's yeah. from uh, Kmart. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. $20. I don't know. Would you be open to sharing with us while we sort of get towards the end? And this is a bit of a risky topic, so we can cut it if not. But the story you told us about the PPE in, in China, the yeah, COVID. And definitely. Are you comfortable sharing it? Yeah, I'm comfortable sharing it. It's just an interesting sure. story. So take it, it as is. you will. It's, we're not pushing any. Yeah. yeah. No. And like I said, I'm no conspiracy theorist, but I do but. question <laughs> things and yeah so basically started the worker and safety company pre-covid drop shipping as well online and then you know covid hit china in january and they'd sent over government agents they were called to basically purchase every piece of ppe that we had in australia and send it straight back so and a lot of people in the safety industry are a bit how do i put it politely not as a you know up to up to date with technology and those sorts of things and when they came over as well it was a bit like it felt a bit scammy you know they're buying all our ppe what what have you got and i was the one who put my hand up and said yeah i'll sell it to you but i need a bank transfer it's not going to be credit card because they can do chargebacks and yeah needs to be a bank transfer and that's fine and so i'd bought every piece of ppe in australia that i could get my hands on and all so on- you bought it off to sell back to them is that correct? I bought it from, yeah, local suppliers. Okay. So people who have their own brands. I bought it off them on a 30-day account. So <laughs> once I'd grasped the opportunity um, and how big it was, I purchased everyone's stock. Everyone I could get my eyes on the phone all day just saying, what have you got? What have you got? What have you got? Bought it all 30 days. And I think I had about $5 million that I needed to pay back <laughs> in 30 days, right? Wow. $5 million of stock. I purchased it, purchased all the sand. I'm committing to this stock. I was buying, wow. yeah, I was buying gowns for like $1, $2 and normally you sell them for 3 or $4. Yeah, that's huge margin. It was only double. When I was speaking to the to the agents that had come over from China, they were bidding on the phone with me. So I'm saying, so no, sorry, I've just sold it to John. John again. John, yeah, sorry, I like to use John. <laughs> it's not your dad's name, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. My middle name. But, yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so no, I've already sold it to John. Sorry. Oh, but I'll pay you a lot more money. 
And this is me just getting into business. Yeah. Right? I'm seven grand in debt with my credit card, trying to impress my <laughs> new partner. I had nothing, no, no dollar to my name. Yeah, so they were bidding on the phone with me and, you know, I'll give you $19 per gallon. I'll give you $21 per gallon. I'll give you $35 per gallon. I'm talking 100,000 gallons at a time that I'd, you know, paid whatever. Um, Five million for it all. Yeah. yeah. And the money, again, the money was like the end result, but that excitement of, wow, I just made like 200 grand in a three, four minute phone call. Profit. I'm sitting there like, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm screaming. I'm in my house on the kitchen bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neighbors are probably like looking. I'm screaming. Yeah. Sorry. Is this on the phone? On the phone. Yeah. Wow. They picked up the site and my marketing and they were just calling me trying wow. to buy this stock. And to make sure I had it as well, I spoke to the supplier and said, yeah, ship it to me, ship it to me, ship it to me. So my house, oh, my geez. partner's house was floor to ceiling, full of garage. Even out the front, I had to go and buy this tent and put all the stock in there. Shit. And then I had trucks, and this is in a residential area, trucks <laughs> lining up to drop it off and then trucks coming back to pick it up. I didn't have a, a forklift or anything. We're doing it all by hand. I'm talking like 100, 200 pallets a day by hand. It was crazy. Far out. Really interesting thing though was one of these, the charities was um, called 666 Union. The name of the charity that's, that's transferring the, the, and buying all this PPE. And at the time, I didn't really think about it too much. I thought, well, that's a weird name for a charity, yeah, right? Yeah, Devil yeah. Number Union. Yeah. Anyway, so they, yeah, Satan so, Union. Yeah. And they bought all this stock and then, um, yeah, then COVID hit here in wow. March and we had no PPE on the ground. So can you imagine when a highly infectious virus hits and we've got no protection it's going to spread like wildfire isn't it and like i said i'm no conspiracy theorist but had the name not have been 666 union i probably would not have thought you know they're just buying ppe yeah. and it yeah. was pretty cool though to see on the news you know they were spraying their buildings over there and i'm like oh i sold them that you know <laughs> like that, that came from me like that was amazing but, yeah they so, paid 150 dollars for that yeah, 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 right. yeah that's they sold it to us for like 90 cents and then they bought it back yeah. for 150 you know but wow. yeah so it was a, a crazy time amazing. and medical i never wanted i never even intended to get into medical you know it was yeah. workwear and and safety and then an opportunity arose from that and probably good lesson too right never yeah. say no to an opportunity mm. start something and who knows what it could lead into as well it's sort of a mix between gary v dan Lazarian, and elon musk really that's <laughs> and a bit of jeff bezos yeah. as well. <laughs> thank you <laughs> compliment the last one I know. Sure. Yeah. and the shirt yeah as we come to a close it's kind of my last question is more around you mentioned passion and Everyone thinks that they need to, like, what, what I'm doing, selling, whether it's a service or a product, it needs to be something that I just, I'm so passionate about it, which I do believe in to a certain extent as well. I do. But listening to you, it's kind of given me the other side, which is you don't have to be so passionate about the product or the service, but business as a whole, you, you need to be enjoying it. Yeah. essentially so how does someone because i know a lot of people might look at this kind of drop shipping or having an online business and think oh creating a product now that's hard that's stressful like i don't know what to do how do we do that without necessarily trying to find a product that we love like how do we start does that make sense how do we start without finding a product we love yeah you know like if i want to start a business and make some money i don't necessarily need to love the product is that True. Correct. Dip your toe in. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to come up with the method, right? So yeah. the dollars are always after the equals sign because the dollars are going to come. So the equation, right, mm. which is build the business based on a solution and do it better than anyone else. That's basically the method. If you want to have a business that's successful, that plus that equals success every mm. day of the week, right? And then growth and scale and those sorts of things come into it. But yeah, you've got to love the formula right you got to love the formula and most 99 percent of people in business love the formula okay so they you know they might be selling cars this week and next week they might be selling mobile phones for example but the reason they stay in that is because they love that formula of it mm. you just got to get your own mobile phones or your own cars yeah. and start selling them to become something big because if you're not building your own brand as well don't forget that tomorrow you shut down your business you've forgotten i think about that with social media all the influencers and people like mm. if they're not capitalizing on that audience that you've got tomorrow tiktok or instagram might be wiped that's right yeah you're building your own brand right it yeah. is you you are the brand yeah so that's um something i've started now looking at too if i shut you know my workwear and safety company tomorrow it's gone so i'm starting my own workwear range 
bringing in my own brand, naming it after my son. It means something. I enjoy cool. workwear. Yeah. Right. What's your son's name? Cooper. Cooper. So Cooper's workwear. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even yeah. pick up on that. Yeah. So we brought in our own range of, you know, I've started small with accessories too. I could have bought the whole range and done it, but I want to do it right. So we brought in the world's most comfortable bamboo socks. They are. Well, don't they sound lovely? Incredible. Yeah. These things are amazing. We're coming into a harsh winter, so. We are. Yeah. And that's something like if you're starting a business too, it's good to invest a bit of time and, you know, go and buy a shirt from Kmart, buy a shirt from Big W, buy a shirt from Hugo Boss and compare them and have a look at them. Start getting in samples from overseas. Mm. That's all Champion do. That's all Hugo Boss do. Yeah. They're not doing anything. They're not manufacturing it themselves. Nah. If you think of that, you're crazy. Yeah. They're basically sending a spec sheet with what, what they want to the supplier. The supplier goes, how many would you like? They say 10,000, what's the price for 10,000? What's the price for 50,000? What's the price for 100,000? And the supplier will come back, give them the price. All right, now I need samples. They send the samples over, they get their pricing, and they've got the distribution model. Mm. One thing you'll see in Kmart, if you go in there, all you'll see is the Home & Co. They used to yeah. have licensed goods, yeah. right? They used to be selling other brands, other products, but all they've done is Home & Co. Hang on, why am I paying you, right? You are the middleman. So Kmart of Pablo Escobar and knocked out the middleman <laughs> and controlling the supply chain. Yeah. That's all they're doing. And yeah. Anyone can do it. It's just they don't understand. They think it's harder than it actually is. You go on Alibaba, you start communicating with a supplier. You know, they're all on there. I see other workwear brands that we order from. I go on Alibaba, I'm like, hey, it's the exact same image. This is the this is the manufacturer they're getting it from. So if I want to get that shirt with my brand and just change it a little bit, it's so easy to do it champion mm. they're all the same people need to wake up and, yeah. and realize how easy it is to start your own brand from overseas with the exact same quality that you could mm. get from boss champion kmart it just depends where you want to fit it in my final question to you is based around people that don't quite understand all this yet and we talked we briefly talked about the metaverse and all these changes you talked about lithium and and the constant changing world but when there's pressure coming from whether it's family or your friends that are working in the corporate world, they're working at a bank nine to five and, you know, it's very simple. It's been been doing it for a hundred years, but you're going down a different path. You see opportunity, you're getting into things that haven't yet been proven, but you see a huge opportunity in it. How do you go about that pressure or do you just stay in your zone and just not listen to... (laughs) (laughs) Getting getting put off my (laughs) dot. Sorry, I'm just doing a little Instagram story. Sorry, mate. No, that's fine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what do you say to those who like? I'm I'm thinking of a young person whose parents don't understand. Yeah. They've worked through the corporate world, brick and mortar, whatever it may be. You're looking at this new opportunity that's going to change the world, but they don't understand it or they don't want to understand it, and they're saying it's a waste of time. How do you go against that? Well, I'm so glad you raised that because that's something that happened to me as well. You know, my mum parents wanted me to do good at school, yep. go to U12, go to university, and. I hated school. I got expelled from multiple schools. I was always in trouble. My mum had to go to the school and beg them to let me do my year 10 certificate because I was expelled as well. Pretty close to that. School is babysitting. It is babysitting for your parents to teach you. I mean, have you ever used algebra? The best way that I can say it is go to your parents and ask them, what was your dream? What did you want to be when you were younger? Like, what did you want to be? What was your dr- What is your dream job? I promise you 99% of them will say a different job than what mm. they're doing now, 99% of them. It may not be like a fireman or a policeman. Yeah. It doesn't have to go back th- that far. But hey, Dad, if you could do anything right now or Mum, you know, what would your dream job be? And I promise you it will not be what they're doing now, okay? Mm. And I've always been under the impression of taking advice from people who you, are, who you want to be or aspire to be, right? Parents will always give you the safe option. No matter what, it'll be the safe option. Yeah, go to university, become a doctor, get a good job, work for someone safe, 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 safe. Safe's boring. You'll be on your, and I guarantee you, you go in a retirement home now, and I've been in a lot because of you know, yeah. the industry we're in. All you smell in there is regret. Yeah. All you smell is they look back and on, on their lives, and that's all you can do in a retirement home, right? I'll play chess and bingo, but yeah, and I just don't ever, ever want to see anyone like i'm teaching my kids now challenge things challenge me if i say something like cooper it's time for time for bed if you don't want to go to bed bed yet challenge me i want you to give me a reason why sell it to me he's seven years old and if he sells something that's his item Mm. i stand back i let him do the transaction you know what i mean i don't want it to be the safe option dad's not always going to step in and help you 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 make it happen 
And I think it's just so common now for parents to want to give the safe option to their kids. Never listen to your parents when it comes to business and ideas. If you have a business and an idea and a dream and a vision and you're not just chasing the money, make it happen. It's, it's, mm. yeah. like I said, we're in a world now where there is so much opportunity. Tomorrow you can open up a website, you've started your own drop shipping store tomorrow. Yeah. You can build that thing in two hours, Yeah, an hour. Yeah. You can start doing it. It fails, so what? Don't be afraid of failure. Failure is how we learn. I guarantee the most successful people in this world have failed more than anyone else. Yeah. But they don't see failure as a, as a bad thing. They see it as a lesson, right? Mm. You win or you learn. It's so important. Yeah. Because I've failed a lot. I think there was a time I was even sending accessories and using this new e-commerce system that I was using and I was putting in a credit. And I thought the credit was their credit limit, but I'm giving them credit as in they can spend that credit. I'm <laughs> oh, donating thousands. No, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I had one dodgy supplier in China where I lost 65 grand worth of mobile phones. He sent me ones that were locked to our networks. I sent them back, never heard from them again. They're mistakes that I made along the way, yeah. but they're going to happen. But they're good memories too. Yeah. Like, man, that guy did that. Yeah. Like, So when I'm in my retirement village, might have a lot of money, but I'm not going to worry about that. It's going to be the the things that I can speak to Joan and Margaret about. And John. And John. And John, yeah. John will be there. <laughs> speak to John about and think, you know, I'm dying. But, yeah. man, I've lived a good life. I've done everything I want. I just don't want to have regrets when I get there. Oh, I love, like, this that smell of regret in the retirement. I mean... Retirement homes also smell of mothballs and biscuits. But, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely definitely a quite pungent smell. Yeah. I, that hits me so hard. The idea that tomorrow we can just jump online, go to Shopify, pay for your demand. Like, inside of me, I'm just like, it, it makes you go, what the fuck are we doing? Mm. Like, to, not not us. I mean, everyone. It's like it, you need to do 10 backflips to somehow make this happen. Like, yeah. it's not yeah. that hard. Yeah. We, we yeah. try and complicate it. Whereas listening to you, Tom, it's just like, Come on, man. Like, it's sim- more simple than you think. Yeah. You don't have to. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Launch it and make the changes. It's yeah. like, you know, if you, uh, you've got an idea or, or someone wants you to build or do something for them, right? Mm. So, I don't know an example, but I've had things in life happen where someone wanted me to do something. I had no idea how to do it, but I said yes. And then I learned how to do it and made it happen. Yeah. Do you know how to do it? Yeah, I do. Of course. Yeah, we can make that happen for you. No worries. And then go home. That's We've got so many resources, YouTube courses, Google. I can do anything. I can build a Ikea furniture just by watching the, you know, the YouTube yeah, video. Exactly. And, and that's what I say to my parents. If they're struggling to do something and I don't have time to get on YouTube, it. it shows you step by step by step by step done. Mm, you can yeah. do that with Shopify or how to do a drop shipping and, you know, spend a bit of time after work each day and, and make it happen. Unfortunately, dopamine is what everyone loves though. And that's the phone, that's PlayStation, that's Netflix, that's that quick hit. Like people... Good for us. Good for yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> TikTok, they've got like, they want that dopamine. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. But you need to push away from that and put your time into, into that. Yeah. Not, not fully though. I play Call of Duty and PlayStation 5 probably every day. But I limit it. You know, mm. I know straight after work, my partner knows and everyone knows I've had a big day or whatever. I come home, I play PlayStation for 45 minutes and then I'm good. You know, yeah. I kind of like don't talk to me until I've played my PlayStation. And Headset I, on and I zone out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I need something to What's your escape? switch me off yeah. for the day. And yeah. daylight savings ending has been a good thing. Seeing the darkness now as well, so I can separate it a little bit too. Mm. But don't be afraid to still watch a Netflix movie or Great zone advice. out. Just don't make it a habit and a routine of doing that every single day. You get caught in that routine. I say to my partner now, no, we're not starting a TV series. <laughs> I don't know if we start a TV series, I'm locked in for the next three months, right? Yeah. We're, we're watching it till it's finished, one episode a night. Yeah, so identifying when you are trapped in a routine too is important and snapping yourself out of well, it. That's the thing because I think a lot of people have seen this where it's like it becomes a comfort. So you give yourself an excuse to watch that. I'm using Netflix as an example, another episode, but then suddenly the excuse book gets bigger and bigger and bigger until yeah. it becomes habit and routine. Well, I have to do this. I have to watch some one episode or two episodes or three episodes and then suddenly it's what you're actually working towards is thrown out the window. A year goes by. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like dieting, losing weight, going to the gym, starting a a business. It's all the same. Until you can get it in your head and lock that in, there is no excuse under this sun that is going to make me not achieve my goal, right? Whether it's that chocolate bar. No, my goal is more important than that chocolate bar. Netflix, no, my goal is more important than my chocolate, you know. And your partner as well is a big part of it. You know, I've had partners in the past that were very, very (laughs) sort of needy. Like they needed my time, they needed my attention, those sorts of things. Clingy, yeah. So having a good partner that understands or even just setting the right expectations from the beginning or, um, you know, when you're starting a business, these are the expectations 
that I've got? What are your expectations? What are your needs? It's really important, especially when you're in a relationship, because you've got your goal. There is no excuse. And in, in saying that, there's no excuse going to stop me from getting this goal. What do you? What are your needs? These are my needs. You know, I need to go see my mentors once uh, every every fortnight, and yep. yeah, I'll be there till five a.m. Call me anytime, FaceTime me, I'll be there, right? Mm. I need to go see my mentors. I need to work every night from this time till this time. Like, what are your needs too? So meeting needs and those sorts of things and finding that balance. But at the end end result is that goal and nothing's stopping me getting there. Yeah. Not that chocolate bar, <laughs> not my partner, not my mum and dad. No one's stopping me from Love getting it. Good way to end, I think. What an amazing interview. One of my favourites. Me too, yeah. honestly. It's just been so eye-opening, also so just exciting. And how else would we describe it? It's awesome. Like, yeah, I can't really add to that. It's, yeah. yeah. Could have, could have let it roll for another two hours. I, I know. Think. Yeah, yeah but. easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Tom, we just want to thank you, mate. So yeah. it's, it's been an awesome chat. Awesome to hear your story. Great for our, our listenership to, to get an understanding of what, what it really takes. And by the sounds of it, it's, you know, your story is an example of it's possible. Yep. I'm sure you, you can agree. I agree 100%. I think I'd, I'd love to do it again too sometime and just Definitely. expand on some of these topics and the world's going to keep changing. There's going to be new ideas and new opportunities. And I, yeah, I just think... It's going to be refreshing for a lot of people to hear it. The other aspect I think of too, I think a lot of people are going to hear it who they know somebody in their life that are like kind of the three of us that are really going for specific things in their life and they don't quite understand necessarily why or see the way through. And now they, they might just get a bit more of an understanding and maybe empathy towards, okay, this is why they're so focused. There is opportunity. It can work. It will work. Definitely. Even if they leave it in the comments or they want to see, because we've gone through a lot of topics, right? Yeah, we A lot have, of them yeah. are like... Pretty big topics, drop shipping, business. Yeah. If they leave something in the comments for us, yeah. we can do a, you know, a round two targeted on that. Let's yeah. give the people what 100%. they want. Yeah, I love it. I love maybe, it. Yeah. Maybe the next one will be close to doing it in the metaverse. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be at home in my Cooper's socks on the couch. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll do it from there. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks Tom. Tom. Dee, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And, of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And, of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, Dee? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode. 